Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. I want to talk to you today from this subject, praying the will of God, praying the will of God. The most important thing that you and I can know is the will of God. So when we hear this statement, uh, it's especially true. And if you want to, listen to this, if you want to experience answered prayer, If you want to experience answered prayer like never before, if you want to see it like never before, you have to understand the will of God. Amen. Once you know the will of God, uh, that's that's where you have to target your prayers. That's where you have to spend time saying, this is what I need to pray about. So the question that must fill our lips, that must preoccupy our thoughts and fill our hearts is, Lord, what is your will? What is your will? And this is a little uh, uh, advertisement for Bible study. That's what we're doing on Wednesday night. Amen. So we'll see you 715. There's an amazing passage of scripture in 1 John chapter number 5. And it's it's a promise that's given to us in verse number 14. And I'm reading from a New King James Version. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now, have you ever had somebody ask you, uh, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? those kinds of questions, and, 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 and we, we, we start dreaming, what would you pray if you knew it would be answered? What would you ask God for if you knew beyond the shadow of a doubt his answer is yes on this thing? This scripture tells us that you and I can have confidence. Now, look at this. Let's, let's, let's do a little word study. He said, this is the confidence. This is the outspoken, bold courage that you have. It's the trait of being willing to undertake something that involves risk. This is the confidence that we own or possess that If we 
ask, if we make a request, a demand, a plead for anything, am I reading the scripture? This is the confidence. This is the bold, outspoken courage that you and I have that we have in him if we should ask, if we should make a request for anything that's, listen to this phrase, according to his will, according to what he has designed, according to what he has purposed, according to what he has desired. So that tells me, wait a minute, there's a secret right there. That if I'm going to be successful in prayer, the first thing that I have to understand is, God, what's your desire on this? What is your will on this? What's your design on this? I need to know that. Listen, listen, listen. If I don't know that, I don't need to pray yet. So this is my starting point as it pertains to prayer. What are you saying you don't need to pray yet? Because God is answering his will. So he said this, if you and I ask anything according to his will, so there needs to be a preoccupation on my part, God, what's your will in this? What is your will regarding that? And so I'm telling you, one of the prayers that I pray all the time is, Lord, show me your will. What is your will? After all, when Jesus taught the disciples to pray, it wasn't about getting earth's will done in heaven. It was about getting heaven's will done on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on as it is in heaven. So what he's saying is this. This is what I need you to do. I need you to make sure that you ask according to his will. What comes along with that is confidence. It's confidence. Once you know, God, this is what you think about the matter. This is your desire. This is your design about the matter. This is what I need to know. And he says, now you can have boldness. You can pray that prayer boldly and very confidently. Verse 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, This word here is very interesting. He said, if we know, if we're cognizant, aware of the fact that he listens to, he accepts, he hears with intention. If he hears with intention, this is the confidence. If we know, if we understand, if we've gotten to that place that we know that he hears us, Then it says, whatever you ask. Same word, whatever you ask. Then it says, we know that we have those petitions, those requests, those demands that we have asked him for. 
So again, what we have to make sure of is, God, what is your will in this situation? Let's take an examination of your own life right now. What are some of the things that you're facing? What are the, some of the things that you're dealing with? Where is it that you need answers in prayer? I submit to you, the, the starting place is, God, what's your will? Now, 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 hear me, hear me, hear me. I didn't say, God, this is what my will is. God, what is your will? So, let me, let me, let me, let me just give you a little help right here. Uh, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. And so that means... I'm spending time with God in his word. I'm spending time with God in reflection and meditation. I'm spending time with God so that I can hear and discern the will of God. Dr. D just did just a marvelous job on Wednesday talking about those voices that competes with the will of God. The voice of guilt, the voice of need, the voice of emotion. All of those things come and try to drown out the voice of God. But God wants us to hear him so that when when we are getting ready to pray, we already know, God, this is your intent. This is your intent. And I can have confidence that I can ask and you're going to hear me. And if I know that you hear me, it's done. If I can get him to hear me, it's done. I want to um, use my remaining time to look at a few examples that's going to help us today. Um, <clears throat> because you and I, I, I believe God wants us to experience joy in as it pertains to prayers being answered. Because, you know, we've been talking about God's doing a new thing, and he doesn't want you just experiencing defeat in prayer, but he wants us to experience answered prayer, which is bringing joy to you. Amen. Amen. Now, so we have to pray. Listen to this first one. Pray the will of God, here it is, when it contradicts your will. Say that with me. Pray the will of God when it contradicts. Y'all all right? Again, say it with me. Pray the will of God when it contradicts your will. Look at First Chronicles chapter number 17. Um, this is really the story of King David when he had a desire to build the temple, to build the house of God. And it says in chapter 17 of First Chronicles, verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass when David was dwelling in his house that David said to Nathan the prophet, See, now I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under the tent curtains. Then Nathan said to David, Do all that is in your heart, 
for God is with you. That's the prophet talking to David. But verse 3 says, but it happened that night that the word of God came to Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, you shall not build me a house to dwell in. So you see, David was a man after God's own heart. David was a person that loved God so much. He said, I've got house to dwell in. I want to do something great for God. I want to build him a house. That's a good thing, isn't it? Isn't that wonderful? But notice what happened. God came and told him through the prophet. No, David. No, no, no. Because what I need you to understand, you are not the one that's going to Build me the house. Got to pray the will of God, even when it contradicts your will. So when you look further down, if you look at verse number 11, it says, um, and it shall be when your days are fulfilled, when you must go to be with your fathers, that I will set up your seed after you, who will be your sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build my house, and I will establish his throne forever. So God is saying to David, your son Solomon is the one who's going to build my house. Now, skip down to verse number 23. Verse 23 says, And now, O Lord, the word which you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, let it be established forever and do as you have said. You hear that? So all I'm getting at is this. David had to pray the will of God even when it contradicted his own will. And you and I must have the, listen to this, maturity and the, we have to be unselfish in prayer. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let me try it again. We have to be unselfish. In prayer so that we can pray the will of God when even when it contradicts our own will. Look at somebody say it's gonna get better. <laughs> Man, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. When you know, I, God, God, I need you to I, I, this is what I want done, but then I heard something different heard something different, and I had to come in agreement with God. And I'm sure you've had situations like that. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That's why you got to keep your heart open so that you don't walk around upset with God because he didn't do what you said for him to do. Here we go. This grown folk Christianity. This grown folk Christianity right here. Mm-hmm. This... This is for mature audiences only. Here's the second thing I want to tell you this. You got to pray the will of God, not only when it contradicts your will, but you got to pray the will of God when under enemy attack. You got to pray the, amen, you got to say amen to that one. You got to pray the will of God when under enemy attack. The, 
the scripture that I want to reference for that is look in 2 Kings chapter number 19. 2 Kings chapter number 19. And let me just give you the high point of what's going on. When you look in chapter 18, verse 13, it says, In the 14th year, King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. So basically, here is Hezekiah under attack. When you get to chapter number 19, I mean, when you, I'm talking about attack. Not, they were attacking to the place where they were taunting them. They were talking about if God, you know, don't believe Hezekiah. Hezekiah is telling you that God's going to deliver you. Don't believe that. And so they would just talk trash talking. Hezekiah and all of Judah. And so here he is right here. When you get to chapter number 19, uh, it says that in verse 1, and so it was when Hezekiah heard it that he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. When you look at that, he said, I got to pray. I've got to pray. Skip down. So Hezekiah said, this is what I need to do. I got to hear a word from God. When you look in the same chapter, he sent his servants to Isaiah the prophet. Verse 6 of chapter 19, Isaiah said to those servants, thus you shall say to your master, talking about Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid of the words which you have heard with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Surely I will send a spirit upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. So here was God saying, this is my will in this situation. What's going to happen is this. First of all, don't you be afraid of what you're hearing. Because what's, what has happened is this. He's picked a fight with me. Because he started talking about, I can't deliver. I can't. I'm not with you. And he said, that's as God said, he picked the wrong one now. And Hezi, that's Hezekiah, was like, okay. All right, I got this. We, this is what we're going to do. And so when you skip down, Hezekiah began to pray. And I'm going to get right to it. Verse number 19, he says, Now therefore, O Lord our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Because they were saying, look at all the gods of the other nations. They've not helped them. Why do you think your God is going to help you? And God is like, you don't know who you're talking to. Ooh, skip down. Is, is it okay? Is it okay to read the word? Look at verse number 35. I'm, read, I'm reading from an ESV in this one. It says, and that night, 
In the New King James, it says, and it came to pass on a certain night. But when you look in other translations, it says, and that night, the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when the people across the earth, uh, people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. Don't mess with God. What I'm getting at is this. When People begin to pick with you. They don't recognize. They start messing with God's family, God's child. And what I'm saying is when you're under attack, that's when you pray the will of God. Now, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm, hear me. I'm not trying to gloat or anything like that. All I'm saying is I know whose I am. And I know in whom I believe. And I know that he's well able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask, think, or imagine. When the enemy comes in, says like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord is going to lift up a standard. That's why you see scriptures like no weapon formed against you prospers. Are you understanding? So if you if you having to deal with attack, folks, we're in a warfare whether you know it or not. You're not alone in the warfare. So make sure, especially during times of war, you're not just out there e dealing strictly on emotion. You pray the will of God. When your household is under attack, you pray the will of God in that thing. Are you understanding? When you begin to sense attack, even in your career, in your health, whatever, you pray the will of God in that thing. You begin boldly declaring, this is what God has said about the situation. So you, that's when you can't, you can't yield to what I feel like because that's a voice of emotion. No, no, no. The Word says, this is God's will in this situation. And that's why I'm saying we have to make sure that we know the will of God. The enemy, are, let me tell you, he'll, he, he's going to be a, a, a one who talks trash. He's going to try to get you to quit before you even start. But you go ahead and declare what God has said. Amen? Amen. So you have to pray the will of God when it contradicts your will. You have to pray the will of God when under enemy attack. Here's another one. I'm just about finished. You have to pray the will of God. Listen to this. When you are pressured to violate your convictions. You have to pray the will of God when you are pressured to violate your convictions. For this, I want to take a quick trip over to the book of Acts. It's okay to look in the Bible, right? Okay. In the book of Acts, chapter number four, this is the context of what had gone on. In chapter three, the lame man was healed, right? 
when you get to chapter number four in Acts, they call them to get, verse 18, the disciples were commanded not to teach or speak in the name of Jesus. It says they called and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. Why? Because they saw what this name could do. This is what they saw. They saw when, when they start talking in this name, when they start teaching in this name, something begins to happen that's beyond what we can do that, or we can even explain. And notice, I love these old boys right here. Verse 19 says, But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. You judge. Verse 20, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and we have heard. Skip down. They came together with the, own, the other disciples, and they began to pray. They began to pray. And verse 24, so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, here it is. Now, verse 29. Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Folks, what I'm getting at is this. You can mention anything but Jesus nowadays. You can mention, I'm getting, I want to do some yoga. Oh, fine. I, you can mention, I want to, you can say meditation. That's fine. Or listen to this. I'm a Muslim and I want to kneel down. I have certain times that I want to pray. Your boss will respect it. But go ahead and say, I'm a Jesus follower. I'm a Christian. And I want to follow Jesus and I want to pray. Well, now, you trying to superimpose your religious perspective on us. And what I'm getting at is this. Why didn't you have a problem if I said I was talking to Allah? But now that I mention Jesus, 
you got an issue, you got a problem, and hear what I'm saying. You have to, I'm telling you, I pray a baptism of boldness upon you. That you wouldn't back down. Don't listen, listen. Um, forget being politically correct. That's not going to cause me to stop saying Jesus. I'm not going to deny Jesus because of some man. If you have a relationship with him. He will back you up. I'm a living witness. Uh, we had Kevin Cochran here at New Covenant. He was the former uh, fire chief for the city of Atlanta. And he was fired because in a men's Bible study, he had encouraged men to love their wives. And he was, his stance on marriage is marriages between a man and a woman. And he was fired. <clears throat> he came here. I, 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 well, first of all, I saw him at Beulah Heights uh, at a chapel service. And there, the fires of persecution puts a different anointing on you. And I'd not seen that. I'd not seen the fire of God on anybody like that. I was like, that's, a, that's different than what I've seen before. And we happened to have lunch together, uh, and I talked with him. And I was like, man, what, what, what enabled you to be able to stand like that? And he said, you know, every day for years, I would go and worship God. No matter what I had done, no matter where I had been, I would get up in the morning and spend time with God and worship God. When it came time for him to take the stand, it was no trouble. And so I, uh, I wanted him to come and share the story with us. While here, it was a, I think he was here on a Friday, thir Thursday night, and um, uh, Apostle Lafayette Scales was here, and we just, we prayed with him, and looked at the news on Monday. God hears prayers. They had to pay, and I'm talking about over a million plus dollars, because, listen, he wasn't going to violate his convictions. He stood making sure that he was in the will of God. He prayed the will of God. And so I'm telling you, you got to pray the will of God when you're pressured to violate your convictions. Where are you in that? I pray if you're not there that you would begin to fortify your relationship with God such that, God, I love you and I care for you and I'm willing to stand with you. Here's the last one and I'm done. You have to pray the will of God. Listen to this, and I believe I'm really talking to some folk now. When the assignment is bigger than you are, because I'm talking to some folk that's got promotions. If you hadn't gotten your promotion yet, it's on the way. I'm talking to some folk that's begin to walk into some new spaces, new areas. And what I want to get at is this. You have to pray the will of God even when 
um, the assignment is bigger than you are. Who I want to use as a case study for this is Solomon. In 1 Kings chapter number 3, Solomon had been uh, really made king. And when you look at his life, he was like, oh my goodness, this is a huge assignment. Can you imagine being made king? And when you look in 1 Kings chapter 3, Verse number five, it says, At Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, verse six, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. Now, O oh Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go in or how to, how, how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Verse 9, therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours. When you look at verse 10, it says this speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you've asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have asked for riches for yourself, or asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself for understanding and uh, to discern justice, behold, I have done according to your words. See, I've given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you, bef like you before you, nor shall anyone like you arise after you. I'm glad that it didn't stop there. Verse 13 says, and I also have given you what you did not ask. Both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings of your days. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked in his ways, then I will lengthen your days. And so what he's saying is this, if you have been placed in an assignment and you have the courage to stay there and say, God, I'm praying your will in this assignment. God says, I'm going to give you extra. I'm not just going to give you what you asked for, but I'm going to give you extra. He said, I'm going to give you the things that most people long for because you ask for my will. You ask for those things that would benefit my kingdom, my people. You ask for that. It wasn't about you. It wasn't just selfish prayers, but this was something that you wanted uh, where you say, I want your heart, God. I want to discern your people, uh, discern justice for your people and judge rightly. Folks, I'm telling you that when we pray, 
the will of God, amazing things happen. Here's the promise. And if we are and if and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, we and, and when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us the very thing that we ask for. So we got to pray the will of God when it contradicts our will. Pray the will of God when we're under enemy attack. Pray the will of God when we're pressured to violate our convictions. And pray the will of God when the assignment is bigger than you are. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.